Well, we are here. Thank you so much for joining me in Hope Radio. Love to be on the air with you on 1590 on the AM dial. 92.7 FM, that's WARV. Also, our YouTube channel and Facebook at New Hope Radio. So important. Want to get on social media. Spread the good news. Spread the word. Hopefully, you're telling your friends about the program. You know, there's something most people, if not all people, are looking for. And as noble as this search might be, you know, God wants to give it to you too. But it's often, it's often fleeting. Imagine that. We want it. God wants us to have it. And yet it is still fleeting. Hmm. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to cite a series entitled Promises Jesus Made. Oh, he made some good ones. Last time we were together, we talked about his promise of salvation. And you know what I got for you? I got a little booklet that I wrote right here. Put it right up there so you can see it if you're online. Promise of salvation. I'm going to give it to you for free. If you want to email us and give us your info, uh, nhcc.church at gmail.com. And uh, tell you what. We'll put this book in the mail for you. Little booklet. This is a good booklet to give to someone that doesn't know Christ. That's a good one. Because they'll read it very quickly, a couple of minutes, and it'll give them a good understanding of what salvation truly is. Okay? Now, today, we're going to continue with Jesus' promises, and we're going to see that he promises us rest. Oh, something we need. And guess what? (laughs) I got another booklet right here. Put it right up there for you. That's why you want to be online. And it's Jesus Promises Rest. It's another little booklet. I'll send them both out to you. Just email us. Let us know if you're listening to the radio or Facebook or YouTube or a podcast, whichever one. We'll have them all. And uh, I'll send you these booklets. And uh, every day I'll have a booklet to give away that goes along with the message from the series Promises Jesus Made. Okay? All right, so let's get on board with that. Now, we know one thing. Oh, we certainly need rest. We need rest in this society that we're living in. And uh, I think we'd all be in agreement with that. And the good news is that Jesus promised rest to those who would come to him. He's got plenty of it. All you got to do is come to him, and he'll give you the rest. So the good news is, Jesus, like we said last time, his character is worthy to be trusted, and whatever he promises, he will deliver. Now, what kind of rest is he talking about? Perhaps physical rest, but especially, I think, mental rest, or what we'll call rest for the soul. Okay, that seems to be the one that most people need today, rest for the soul. And you know why? Because... Rest is so fleeting. We seek to find it in the wrong places and we just can't seem to nail it down. We look to entertainment. We go to the movies. We watch TV. We listen to music. We like sports, playing sports, watching sports. And they might give a temporary respite, but they don't provide the ultimate rest that we're all looking for. And you know why? 
because when you're finished, you go right back to where you were. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed at all. That's why the best place to find rest is to go to the one who promised it. That's the best place. Who promised the rest? Let's go to him. This rest is more effective because it does bring change. You know what it does? It changes us. That's what it does. You know, a great thing about the Christian life is many of the changes that take place in life are on are in us. They're on the inside of us. So, we're going to go and listen to the promise of rest and the one who gave it. Okay? But, before we do, before we read those passages, which is so important, let's go back in time. Let's picture the day and age in which people were living. And the people that were listening to Jesus, they were in tremendous need of rest as well. Why do they need rest? Well, they were simple, common folk. They were at the poverty level, under Roman oppression. Wow. You could say they were worried at worst and struggled at best, driven to weariness and despair. And yet they were all trying to find God. Now let's fast forward 2,000 years. Here we are today, right? Now we know most of us, we're not celebrities. We live week to week. We're a little too much on the go. <laughs> Would you agree? Many parents and grandparents carry their kids' responsibilities, if you know what I mean. Then you get to a place in life, sore back, sore head, sore feet. <laughs> if you work for yourself, you're worried about the business. If you work for someone else, you're worried about your job. It's like being under Roman oppression. 2,000 years later, hasn't changed much. Driven to weariness and despair. Trying to find God. So now let's go and hear Jesus as he kind of leads the initiative. Here you are in the crowd. You're watching. You're listening. You're ready. And Jesus speaks. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Come to me. Wow. How beautiful that is. Come to me. And you know why that made such an impression on the people of Jesus' day? Because the ancient Greeks used to say, it's very difficult to find God. And when you found him, it's impossible to tell anyone about him. Even Job, in the book of Job, chapter 11, he had a friend named Zophar. And Zophar said, Can you discover the depths of God? Can you discover the limits of the Almighty? They're high as the heavens. What can you do? They're deeper than Sheol. What can you know? See, the ancients made God unreachable. But now, Jesus comes on the scene. And he says, The search for God 
is in himself. I like that. The search for God is in Jesus Christ. You know what he said? He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. There it is. As the end of the search. I want to know God. Fine. Meet Jesus and you'll find God. The way to know God, it's not by mental search. It's a spiritual search. It's by giving attention to Jesus Christ. Because in Him, we see what God is like. Yeah, the Bible tells us Jesus is the exact representation of God. You want to know what God is like? Look at Jesus. So he says, Come unto me, all who are weighted down. Not only were the ancient Jews burdened by life, but they were burdened by the law. You know, their religion actually put them under tremendous burdens. You know what Jesus said of the leaders of that day? People that were supposed to help these people find freedom? You know what he said about the religious leaders? They tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men's shoulders. <laughs> but they themselves, they were unwilling to move them. with so much as a finger. I'm like, what? These religious leaders were supposed to show the way to God. That's what they were supposed to do. Show the way to God. And they didn't. They put more burdens and pressures on the people. So now Jesus shows up. Listen, come to me and I'll give you rest. I like this word for rest. Anap a-u-o. Anap a-u-o. It means to be refreshed. You, you know what I see in that word? A nap. <laughs> nap. A nap. A uo. There's a nap in there. I will give you a nap, Jesus says. He's, he's really saying, I'll give you a nap for your soul. In verse 29, he said, Take my yoke upon you. What's a yoke? It's a harness for carrying and balancing weight. It doesn't just carry the weight, it balances the weight. So somebody says, oh, I already have a yoke. Why do I need another one? I'm already bogged down with so many things to do. Why do I need to go to church all the time now? That's just another thing that I have to do. I'm already weary. I'm already heavy laden. And you want me to add more stuff? You want me to add Jesus? You want me to add church to my schedule? I'm already stretched to the limit? But listen to what Jesus said. He said, oh, take my yoke and learn from me. It's like he's saying, your yoke's not working. Try mine. The problem with many people today, they haven't learned from Jesus how to live. And that's why they're either unhappy or they're all messed up. You know, when you think about living, right, it requires learning. When we're born, there are so many things that we have to learn to do, right? We have to learn to eat with a spoon. Your first meal, when you fed yourself, was with your hands. And then you started to learn with a spoon. And then when you got older, you were trusted with a fork. You had to learn to tie your shoes. Remember when you started tying your shoes? It took about 10 minutes. <laughs> then you got better at it. Five minutes. One minute. 20 seconds, right? How about this one? This was a scary one, riding a bike. Get on that bike, and that thing was shaking, wasn't it? Shaking like crazy, left, right, left, right. But you had the training wheels. 
So even though it felt like the bike was going over, it never did because it had the training wheels. And then one day, the training wheels came off. You took them off. And you got that first push. And there you go. And a little wobbly at first, but once you got the momentum, oh, it was freedom. You felt like you entered another dimension. And those training wheels, they never came back on again. But you had to learn. You had to learn how to go to the bathroom. Right? After a while, it's like, man, these these pampers, these huggies, they're not doing it anymore. I'll walk around with these things on. <laughs> Especially in high school. So you learn how to take care of yourself. But see, many people learn these things, but then they stop right there. They haven't learned how to do some really important things. That's the problem. There's some things that need to be learned that are very, very important. And before I tell you what these things are, I want to tell you about something else that's important. So pay close attention. I'll be right back. Do you like listening to podcasts? Did you know the best way to spend time with God is while driving, working, or even resting? The Hope Club Podcast, that's the name. That'll help you to redeem the time and build you up in the Word of God. You can find the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and our website at newhopecc.tv. Become a follower. Get God's Word every day, on demand. Maybe first thing in the morning or the last thing at night. Type in the whole name, the Hope Club Podcast. We'll be there waiting for you. There it is, right on my wall. Hope Club Podcast. You don't want to miss that. I'll tell you, it's true. You know, first thing in the morning, last thing at night. Want to sleep well? Get the podcast going. Put the headphones on. Commune with God. Go to sleep. Oh, sweet dreams. You'll have sweet dreams, my lovely. Yes, you will. Okay, so what are some of the things that people are not learning that are so important? Really important things. These things are life. They're not only life-changing, but they create life. They design life. You want a designer life? These are the things that you're going to learn to do. Number one, love. Yeah, but love what? With God's love. God's love is unique, unconditional. No strings attached. With God's love, you love me, I love you. You don't love me, I still love you. You know, you know what else we have to learn that's so important? We have to learn how to forgive. Oh, some people are carrying a burden of unforgiveness. And it's making them ugly. Let me tell you something. If you're carrying a burden of unforgiveness, you're ugly. You got the ugly face on. Because nothing good comes from that. Because as the book of Hebrews says, a root of bitterness is growing inside of you. And it's affecting everybody around you. Nobody wants to be around a 
bitter person, an unforgiving person. You're no fun. It's no fun to be there. So you're going to learn how to forgive. Oh, here's another one most people need to learn that they haven't learned. How to control the tongue. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? How to control the tongue. People say stuff. Oh, it's like, where that? Uh, I want to say to some people, you eat with that mouth? Stuff that comes out of your mouth, you eat with that? And you know, on social media, they know better. They say things, stupid things, cursing and swearing. I'm like, really? You know, it all comes from the heart. That's what's in your heart. You got to get your heart right. Control the tongue. God gave us a tongue for a reason. Paul said, here's what you do. Let your words, your speech, be seasoned, as it were, with salt. Let them preserve. Speak edifyingly. We have to learn to control the tongue. James said, it's like a rudder on a ship. If you can control the rudder, you control the whole ship. It's like a bridle on a horse. You control the bridle, you control the whole animal. And the tongue, if you can control your tongue, you'll control your whole life, your whole body. Something else we need to learn is the last one. Walk with God. Yeah, walk. I don't mean go to church on Sunday. I mean walk with God. Like, how about every day? Have a God consciousness. A God awareness. You're walking with the Lord. Right? You want rest? These are the things. So, if you do these things, here comes the promise. Jesus said, come to me. You're weary and heavy laden. I am gentle and humble in heart. And then he said, you'll find rest for your souls. There it is. What's the soul? The soul is you on the inside. That's what it is. The body is you on the outside. The soul is you on the inside. That's where he wants to give you rest, respite, refreshment, because you get stressed out. Oh, yeah, we do. And then it's like, where's my pills? <laughs> you know, half the pills people take, they don't need them. I'm sorry, I don't need them. He said, this is why you're going to find rest for your souls. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden, oh, it's light. Easy means gracious and kind. And with regard to a yoke, it's well-fitting. It fits you just right. See, in the ancient days, an ox would be measured for a yoke. And the carpenter would actually make a designer yoke for the animal. It had to fit him. If it didn't fit him right, it would hurt him. Wear down his shoulders. So he, he made it tailored. Every yoke was different. It was tailored to the shape of the animal. Because every animal was different. So a good carpenter knew how to make a good yoke. He made it tailor-made for the animal. Now, Jesus is using that picture to show his listeners, those that are tired and those that are burdened, whether it was 2,000 years ago or today. He said, the yoke that I give you, oh, it fits well. And it's made specifically for you to carry your burdens. See, it's not that Jesus takes away the burdens. He enables you to carry them where they seem lighter. He said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. 
And what he, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's saying, I'm going to equip you to bear up under the weight. I'm going to equip you. I'm going to design a means for you to carry your responsibilities, to find rest even in the things that you have to do. You know, I wonder if we often carry the wrong burden. Worse still, if we carry them with the wrong yoke. People do that. They carry their burdens, but they've got the wrong yoke. What is it that makes Jesus' yoke so easy? Right? He said, my yoke is easy. What do you think? What do you think it is that makes Jesus' yoke easy? Let me ask you. Have any of you gone that way and drawn close to the Lord and found a difference? Have you heard a message like this before and yet done nothing with it? And you're still under, you feel like you're under heavy Roman oppression <laughs> like they were 2,000 years ago? Or have you really come to the Lord and allowed him to, here it comes, set you free? Have you allowed him to set you free? That's the key. See, when you carry something in love, it's not that heavy. That's a great motivator. When you love someone, what you have to do for them isn't a burden. You know, when Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world, you know what it says about him? For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. What? How is it joyful for him to be on the cross? Because we were that joy. He did it for us. He did it because he loved us. He loved his father, and he loved us. So he saw something. He, he looked beyond the cross, beyond the thorns, beyond the blood, and he looked at us, and he loved us. And when the people said, prove your God and come down from the cross, he said, I'll prove I'm God, and I'll stay here. I'll prove my love for mankind, and I'll stay here. See, when you carry something in love, it's not that heavy. Maybe some of the things we do that we don't like doing, what if we did it in love? What if we realized, okay, I'm doing this for a person, I'm going to do it in love, and all of a sudden... It's not going to be that burdensome. It isn't. Oh, love has a way of tempering, of lightening the load, doesn't it? It can lighten the load. You know, you might not go out in the middle of the night to buy yourself some cough syrup, but if someone you love is coughing, you're like, where's my keys? Right? You're going because you love them. That's why. You know, there's, there's a story of a man, he came across a little boy carrying a still smaller boy on his back who was lame. And a man said to the little boy, he said, that's a heavy burden for you to carry there, little fellow. And the fellow said, oh, that's no burden. He's my brother. See, because he was his brother, he wasn't heavy. Wasn't that a song? Wasn't that a song by the Hollies? He ain't heavy, he's my brother. That was a beautiful song. Check it out later. Go listen to it on YouTube. 
The road is long, with many a winding turn. That's all I know. <laughs> and he ain't heavy, he's my brother. I love that song. I always loved it. But it's a biblical principle. That's all I'm talking about. The easy yoke. So when you carry a burden in love, it's no longer heavy. You have rest. And if you want the rest that Jesus offers, you know what? Two things. Pray and ask him to give it to you. But then go to him. Go to him and ask him. Say, Lord, help me to live in love. Help me. But here's the key. You know where the consistency in the Christian life comes from? From walking with him every day. You got to walk with the Lord. Try to receive something from him every day. Spend time with him. That's why we promote the podcast. I like the podcast. You sit and it's only, it's, it's, the podcast is the radio show on demand. That's what it is. And you just sit and listen and think, think about God. Draw close to him and that relationship. Another thing to do, yeah, man, get to church. It's not a burden to get to church. If you think it's a burden to get to church, then you're like, wow, you're out in left field somewhere. You out left field. Tonight we have church at New Hope every Wednesday. Every Wednesday we have church, in-person services, and online. New Hope Christian Church, Facebook. New Hope Christian Church, YouTube. And you can chat and comment. We'll share them. And then at the end of the service, we're going to answer any questions you might have. So you can send in your questions online. And we'll answer your questions. And do the best we can to bring that answer that you're looking for. Okay? Because it's that important. We want you to grow. We want you to grow in the Lord. Grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want it to make a difference. We don't want to fill your head with knowledge. We want to change your life. Not that we change it. But your life will change as you grow in the Word of God. So I want to thank you for coming along today. Don't forget, you can join the whole club. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to be moving over there. I know we're not off Facebook. We're going to segue over very, very slowly. Okay? So listen, thank you for coming along. Be with you next time. Got more good promises coming. You don't want to miss them. And don't forget about our little booklets, nhcc.church at gmail.com. We'll send them right over to you, and we'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.